Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of She, a sex-positive feminist podcast where we discuss the highs, lows, and nuances of being a liberated woman. You guys may have noticed that I have not uploaded an episode in a hot-ass minute, but we're not going to talk about that today because this episode is not about me. As you guys may have noticed from the title of this episode, we are not going to be talking about female liberation today. We are going to be talking about black liberation as we should. If you're listening and you're feeling yourself getting a little bit heated over the fact that this is the subject that we are going to talk about today, or if you feel tired of hearing it, I urge you to press through and listen, because that is all that we can do in order to change things, in order to change the state of our country. I know you guys are probably thinking, what the fuck does this white bitch have to do with black liberation? I will be the first person to say I'm white as fuck. I am a little bit Native American, but I am white. I am a white woman. I'm a white passing woman. And I accept the fact that I have so much privilege. I was born with privilege. Okay. Again, not going to make this episode about me, but I completely and totally 100% understand that as a white person, I am not as educated about these issues as I should be. I live in the United States of America. I've lived here my entire life, was born and raised here. And in this country, racism is so deeply seated and directly linked to colonialism. And I think that that is the part of all of this racial injustice that a lot of people don't understand. This isn't just about George Floyd. This isn't just about Breonna Taylor. This isn't just about one isolated incident of police brutality. This is about a country that has been founded on racism. This is about a country that has consistently benefited from the oppression of its black citizens. This is about a country with an unjust justice system. In order to fix the system, it's not enough for white people to say that they aren't racist. Because you can be passively racist. We need to make a conscious and consistent effort to be anti-racist and amplify melanated voices. And a lot of people who are ignorant to the systemic racism that this country was founded on, like to say, but all lives matter. Why are we saying that just black lives matter? And the issue with all lives matter, the issue with that retort to black lives matter, it's it's not that we don't agree with the principle that all lives matter. All lives should matter. But when we say black lives matter, we're not trying to suggest that black lives should be or are more important than all other lives. The reason why we say black lives matter is because that black people in America, their lives are undervalued. It is a proven statistical fact that black Americans are two times more likely to be killed by police officers. So this isn't just a belief system. That fact supports the notion that black lives are undervalued. Another issue with the all lives matter retort is that people only say all lives matter 
when responding to the Black Lives Matter movement. They only ever use that phrase when responding to the Black Lives Matter movement. They don't use that phrase when they see an innocent 75-year-old white man being shoved to the ground by police. So the fact that people who say all lives matter only do so in response to the Black Lives Matter movement, that therefore makes all lives matter a racist statement. If your neighbor's house was burning down and they came to you for help and they said, please help me, my house is burning down, you wouldn't say, but what about my house? Because your house is fine. Your house doesn't fucking matter, Chad. Your house doesn't matter when someone else's house is burning 10 feet away from you. Another problematic response is the blue lives matter retort. And it's problematic because of the fact that blue lives simply do not exist. There is no such thing as a blue life. Police officers choose to be police officers. Police officers can go home at the end of their shift and take off their uniform. Black people didn't choose systemic oppression. Black people cannot hide their blackness. When you join the police academy, you are doing so knowing full well that the job that you are signing up for can be inherently dangerous. You are fully aware, or you should be at least fully aware, that there is a chance that you could lose your life in the line of duty. You aren't born a police officer. Therefore, blue lives do not exist. It's not a thing. If you are a police officer and you are afraid of your job, or if you are a loved one, a wife, a family member of a police officer, and you are afraid for their lives, you need to understand that that is the position that they chose. They chose a, a, a career knowing full well that that career could be potentially dangerous and that their lives could be at risk or on the line. I understand that worry happens. However, they chose to put their lives on the line to serve and protect our citizens, and that is clearly not being done. And again, people only use the phrase blue lives matter in response to the Black Lives Matter movement, which makes the statement inherently racist. Other people see racism happening and they simply do nothing. They don't speak up about it. They don't try to educate people who are racist or passively racist. They simply don't say anything because of the fact that A, it doesn't affect them, or B, they feel afraid to speak out about it because it doesn't affect them. But silence is complacency, and complacency contributes to the oppression of Black Americans. I understand this standpoint. I get it, because I have had to consistently check myself and do research and learn and grow as a human and as a white woman who has the privilege that I have. But it, again, it's not enough to just say that you're not racist. You have to be actively anti-racist in order to help fix the system. In order to be an ally, you will 
likely occasionally be wrong. You will fuck it up. You will be checked and you will have to check yourself and that is okay as long as you learn from it. In order to be an ally and in order to help instead of being complacent and contributing to a system that oppresses black Americans, we need to not only speak up, not be afraid to be wrong, check ourselves and learn and grow, we also need to amplify black voices. We needn't speak over black voices. Though we are poorly educated on black American history, it is not the responsibility of black Americans to educate. It is your own responsibility to educate yourself and to help educate others. It is not the responsibility of the victim of oppression to explain to people why oppression is wrong. We have to be able to be uncomfortable. We have to be able to sit with our discomfort. We have to take responsibility for our own racist actions and behaviors. We have to have the patience to educate people. We have to confront racist people, no matter who it is. I don't care if it's your grandma, I don't care if it's your dad, I don't care if it's your best friend. It is our responsibility to confront those people head on and try to educate them. And if those people simply don't want to be educated, they're the problem. We have to contribute. We have to donate to organizations. We have to sign petitions. We have to attend protests. We have to vote. It is incredibly important for us to vote. We have to be better. We shouldn't ignore what's happening. We need to recognize our privilege and take time to do introspection, educate ourselves, and learn. We need to support Black-owned businesses and creators. We need to share Black stories, share Black art. I know that it's difficult to educate yourself. I know that it's difficult to unlearn behaviors. I know that it's difficult to learn. But you can't say that you're not racist when you're taught fundamentally racist education, when you're told history from the white perspective. I grew up in Oklahoma, and I never heard about the Tulsa race riots until now, at 24 years old. I know that educating yourself is difficult and can be uncomfortable. However, it's more difficult and uncomfortable to exist as a Black American. I know that a lot of people are getting really upset over peaceful protests turned riots. And one of the things that I would like to address is the fact that the outrage over these riots um, is passively racist. And a lot of people don't realize what passive racism is. is essentially, you know, attitudes and actions that contribute to the maintenance of racism, kind of like complacency. It's sometimes conscious and sometimes unconscious, and it upholds the attitudes, beliefs, and behaviors that support the system of racism. So by being more outraged about rioting than you are about the brutal murder of George Floyd, you are being passively racist, and you may not even know that you're doing it. I've spoken about cultural appropriation before on this podcast, and what people don't realize is that cultural appropriation is also a form of passive racism. I see a lot of people sharing Martin Luther King quotes um, in order to support their idea that 
he changed things with peaceful protesting when if you actually look at history, that is certainly not the case. Picking and choosing what you want to from history in order to support your opinion is also passively racist. Martin Luther King was assassinated. I feel like a lot of people are forgetting that. He was assassinated. I feel like a lot of people are forgetting about about Selma. People are forgetting about how violent things got. People are picking and choosing the sides of, of, of the story that they want to in order to support their own opinions on race and that's racist. <laughs> if y'all really want to learn something about racism and about Martin Luther King, um, I would highly suggest going to the National Civil Rights Museum in Memphis, Tennessee, where he was assassinated. Because I can bet you, <laughs> you'll change your opinion about everything being so peaceful. I've seen a lot of people time and time and time and time and time again try to tell black people what the right way to protest is. And the fact of the matter is that we don't get to tell black people what the right way to protest is. We don't get to do that. Because people complain when Kaepernick kneels during a football game saying that he shouldn't have done it like that. People complain when people burn down buildings and loot Target saying that's not the right way to do things. Time and time again, we've seen people say that's not the right way to do that when black people try to speak up about their families being murdered by people who are supposed to protect and serve them. And quite frankly, when I see people, when I see people continuously try to tell black people how they should and shouldn't handle this, it almost seems like white people just don't want to hear them talk about it. Hell, people even flip shit and threaten to run over protesters that are peacefully protesting for no reason other than the fact that they are being inconvenienced somehow by protesters. They try to tell people how to protest. They say that protests aren't going to get anything done. But I want to remind everybody that A, things are happening right now in Minneapolis. And B, do you guys remember Stonewall? Because that was a riot. It's June. It's Pride Month. The reason why we celebrate Pride is because a black trans woman decided to throw the first brick. Sometimes in order to get shit done, we have to raise hell. Another huge problem though, is that a lot of opportunists are seeing these protests as a reason to let out their aggression and break shit and steal shit. And there have been aggressors that have been hired to start shit loot, steal shit, and raise hell. And all of that kind of falls back onto the Black Lives Matter movement. If you are a white ally and you're going to a protest, you don't get to throw the first brick. 
you don't get to start the chants. You don't get to lead the group. It is our job to protect black lives at protests. It is our job to help them. It is not our job to speak over them or to start them some shit that they're going to get blamed for. I hear a lot of backlash from people um, whenever we talk about defunding the police. And I want to point out that when we talk about defunding the police, we're talking about taking funds away from the police department and reallocating those funds to help the community. Not only that, but we're also talking about hiring people who are more equipped to handle certain situations and certain jobs in regards to public health and safety. It's not about, you know, it being a free-for-all where everybody can break the law. It's not about not having someone to call when you're in trouble. It is completely readjusting the system and creating a system that works more efficiently not for just some, but for all people. They work for a racist system. Their entire foundation is built on racism. There, We have to start from the bottom, start from the ground up, and rebuild something that is going to be better. And that's what we mean whenever we say defund the police. Police go through less hours of training than barbers and cosmetologists. I have more education, more hours put in to hold a pair of scissors and use a curling iron than police officers do to wield a firearm. Needless to say, police officers are not equipped to handle situations (laughs) properly. I could go on and on and on and on. And... I'm going to try to consistently do better, amplify melanated voices, be an ally, be actively anti-racist, and I encourage everybody to do that. I will be posting some resources in the bio of this episode, going to have some campaigns you can donate to, some petitions that you can sign, um and other ways for you to amplify melanated voices and support black causes and support black organizers and support Black Lives Matter. I appreciate everyone who's taken the time to listen to this episode, taken the information, and I appreciate everybody who is giving me grace. (laughs) And, you know, if anybody has any questions, comments, concerns, feel free. Let me know if I need to be checked. Let me know if there's something that I'm missing. Or if you have a question, feel free to reach out. Thank you guys so much again for listening. Um, And we will hopefully talk to you again next week.